Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we have a great revenge story against a roommate that tore up an apartment and refused to pay for any of the fees. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, dad made a mistake 17 years ago. Mom still won't let it go. This is so funny, and I heard this story from mom at least 20 times. Never gets old. For context, we're a Muslim family, quite the conservative one, and coming from a very conservative village. Modesty is very strictly practiced by us, and clear boundary is put between men and women. Flirting is heavily frowned upon. This took place in Saudi Arabia, which was also a super strictly conservative country at that time. To the story... Mom and dad had my sister, me and my younger brother, 5, 3, and 2 respectively at that time. My mom was also heavily pregnant, plus had a tumor in her left leg. We were all at a mall shopping. Mom, due to her tumor and pregnancy, was walking like a seal, her own description, as if she was tripping over herself. Meanwhile, at a mall full of women dressed in black, head to toe, even faces covered, one woman stood out. She came walking from the opposite side, slowly getting closer to us. She had her abaya unbuttoned slash unzipped, she wore under it a legging that defined her legs, wore stilettos that made loud clicking sounds as she took each step, her hands nicely decorated with bracelets that created their own nice melodies. She really stood out. Not shaming anyone here. Dad suddenly started singing a song in Arabic that translates to, She walks like a deer, the walk of a maiden. Which, considering my mom's condition, was definitely not directed to my mom. Mom stopped and turned to him exclaiming, Excuse me? And dad immediately got defensive. It just slipped out. Mom said, That means it was exactly what you were thinking. Dad acts like the victim and tells mom he's never taking her to the mall again. Mom, obviously mad, tells him he sounds ridiculous because he's the one flirting with woman while his kids and pregnant wife walked right beside him and then vows to let the whole world know. A few days later, we traveled back to our home country. As I said, we come from a village and word travels fast. Mom told everyone, again, I repeat, flirting is considered really rude and is heavily frowned upon in our society at that time. And for the next two months, whoever saw my dad would start singing, She walks like a deer, the walk of a maiden. Dad was embarrassed and humiliated as heck. We moved back to Saudi Arabia. My dad was friends with his co-workers and their wives were friends with my mom. Mom told them two months ago and proceeds to narrate the story. The wives went home and told their husbands. The next day, dad goes to work and the moment he opens the door, his co-workers sing, She walks like a deer, the walk of a maiden. Dad immediately calls mom, Please stop telling everyone. And mom vows again she'll humiliate him over it. 17 years later, every time she meets someone new, this story is a must say. Might not sound like much, but in our society, this is actually pretty humiliating for my dad. Very funny for us, though. Never got old. 
Listen, it's human sometimes to see somebody, whether you're in a relationship or not, where you see them and you just start singing songs in your head, but you never make the mistake of saying it out loud and you definitely don't act on it. This guy committed the cardinal sin in his relationship and he's paying for the last 17 years. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, My teenage self took petty revenge on a work placement bully. When I was 16, I took place in a two-week work placement scheme at a beauty salon. The bully in question was an adult woman, we will call Karen, who, instead of providing opportunities to learn about the beauty industry, instructed me to deep clean the salon and take appointments. I figured you have to start somewhere, and while I was disappointed, I was young and keen and did as I was asked. The problem was that Karen would exclude me from staff breaks and regularly cut my lunch hour to 20 minutes. Just as I was leaving to get lunch, I also heard her twice doing an impression of me to other staff members. I would go home crying and blame myself. On my last day, someone cancelled their appointment with Karen at the last minute. They were supposed to be getting a haircut and dye, which took approximately 2 hours. Better still, the appointment had been booked towards the end of the day. The salon would stay open past closing time for regular customers. I decided not to tell Karen. I sat at the desk and watched as she became more and more frustrated by the lateness of her appointment, pacing up and down in frustration like a caged beast and cursing the client. She was still spitting venom as I left, and I went home feeling pretty good about myself for the first time in two weeks. Listen, you already have to be pretty sad as a person to be middle-aged and beefing with teenagers working their first job. I mean, you're almost asking for this teenager to find something to just ruin your day if you're that worried about beefing with them. They're young and they got a spark of life in them and you most likely don't. Our next story is, a girl tried to frame my friend, so he turned the barrel against her. I have an Indian friend Raj, 27-year-old male. Before moving to the US, he had a group of friends and they went on a trip together, along with two other friends and a couple. Mary and John, NRN. Mary, Hindu, was from a very conservative family who could not marry or date outside of her religion and caste. And John was a Christian and had many registered cases of assault against him. Her family saw the photo we took on that trip and were furious, but they didn't know who she was in a relationship with. She lied and said Raj's name. Her family did a background check on Raj and liked him a lot. Raj went along with it, as Mary said she'll tell him the truth soon. A few days passed and Mary's cousin's sister called Raj and alerted him that Mary was planning to run away with John and Mary's parents would think she ran away with Raj and they would come after him. So he immediately collected everything he had on her, Mary and John's pictures, Mary's past relationship, etc., and a pen drive and went to Mary's house and showed them everything and told them how she was planning to run away and frame him. He cut off all communication with them, and didn't even know what happened after he dropped that grenade. Edit, I want to address some questions from the comments. When I said assault charges, I meant he was arrested for assaulting, not Mary as far as Raj told me, and fights and granted bail. I honestly didn't imagine that the situation for Raj could have been so much worse, and I believe neither did he. After reading the comments here, it looks like Raj's life could have been in trouble. I mean, if she planned to run away and all signs pointed to running away with Raj and all of a sudden she's gone, Raj isn't. I guess it probably would look very suspicious and hey, you don't want to get wrapped up in that, right? Our next story is, ask for my parking spot, I'll stay here a while longer. 
I was driving down a busy road at 9 p.m. and needed to pull over to fix my car's Bluetooth. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. There's a tiny space at the end of a line of parked cars, so I pull over there. A white box outlines the area to park. I start to fix my Bluetooth, and a minute later a man comes to my window and knocks. As I roll it down, he says, Can I park where you're parking? I stare at him and say, No, I'm parked here. The guy huffs and says he's going to the pub and then states that my tires are on the white line. When I tell him that that space isn't that big, he says, I assure you, my car will fit, right? But I'm parked here. He then starts saying I'll get a ticket and that he needs to park in my spot. I replied, hmm, I'll take that risk and rolled up my window. The guy goes back to his car and sits there, waiting for me to move, but I'm not about to let him have it after being so entitled. I got out my car, smiled at him, and then walked to the local takeaway and had a lovely sit-in meal by the window and in full view of both of our cars. He waited 30 minutes before angrily revving his engine and speeding off. I later saw he parked on some double yellow lines. Oh, I do hope he got a ticket. Listen, although they probably would have been gone by the time that they got there, you should have called the non-emergency line and reported it. Maybe, you know, take a photo, ask if you could send it anywhere. That would be great. Just a little cherry on top, even though you're not going to stick around to see if it happens. Our next story is Tiny Petty Workplace Revenge. No idea what to actually title this, but meh. Anyways, I used to have a retail job in a kid's shop that sells things like fidgets, slime, stationery, and school supplies. While there, another staff member was just a pain and a bully. She's the reason most of the staff quit that and upper management refusal to do anything. Despite working in the store she does, she can't stand loud noise or big mess. I now work in a women's fashion store that's immediately across from the other store. Anytime a family comes in and the kids get a little restless, 
I tell dad to take the kids over to the other store. They've got lots of cool stuff for the kids to play with. It's actually encouraged. If it's opened, you can play with it. I have caught her CBF a few times after the family returns to my store, where mom has had a lovely, peaceful shopping experience, and the bully has to deal with the screaming, running, and mess the kids leave. It's small and petty, but I love it. Honestly, what I like about this is it comes with the territory, right? I mean, she can't complain she's working at a place that's literally like exactly for those kinds of people. That is the clientele that would come into that store. Just unleashing the most ethical child tornado on this bully. Our next story is Landlords from Heck. I, 20-year-old male at the time, and two roommates, both 20-year-old male, rented a house near the college we attended. The house was owned by a couple in their 50s. They had left some furniture and some bookcases in the house they said belonged to former tenants, and we could use them. When we moved in, we had no idea how nuts these people were, but we stayed for nearly four years. Now, we were three dudes in college. Of course, we left our mark in that house. However, we all grew up with excellent parents who taught us responsibility, and we made sure to deep clean the heck out of that place for three straight days. We then hired a carpet cleaning company to professionally clean the carpets. It was spotless. We also tossed a few of the leftover furniture because over time it had busted or been worn to crap. But other than maybe some paint, a pair of blinds, a broken sprinkler head and oil stains on the garage floor, it looked like it did when we moved in. They arrive for the walkthrough and the woman loses her mind with rage. Apparently the furniture was not left behind by former tenants but pieces made by her father in the 50s. This house is the house she grew up in, apparently. She cursed us out for what felt like hours. We spent the next week tracking down the discarded items, actually getting nearly all of them back from the city's dump. Seriously, don't ask how we did it because it was nothing short of a Christmas miracle. The only things we couldn't get back were some custom-made pillow cushions. We returned the items, and waiting the dreaded deposit decision... After 30 days pass, we reach out to find out how much of the deposit we'll be getting back. The man says he's still fixing things up around the house and will get back to us soon. Another 30 days pass. Ask again. He says it's taking longer because he's doing it all himself, but he'll get to it. Another 30 days pass. Says he's almost done. At this point, one of our parents tell us the window for this is closed. He owes us our full deposit and to take them to small claims court so they couldn't string us along any further. They show up, only they're putting on a show. These two very healthy, very capable people walk into court like they're on their last legs. The man uses a cane and now has to hunch to walk. The woman uses a walker she doesn't need and her voice quivers as she talks to the judge. The acting display they put on was actually incredible. We sued them for our $1,800 deposit. They countersued us for $10,000 in damages. They claim we destroyed the home and basically had to replace floors and walls and fixtures that were never damaged. Also, part of it is $900 for the cushions we threw out. The judge buys all of it, leering at us, telling us how irresponsible we are. Even before we get to present our side of evidence and how sorry he is for the couple that they have to go through this. We win our $1,800, but only because it's literally the law, but we were also ordered to pay them the full $10,000. Yikes. Thinking we're screwed, 
we wise up and go get a lawyer who appeals the decision. We roll up in accord with our cool lawyer, and they, thinking it would be just us again, arrive lawyerless with only their old and feeble charade. Our lawyer tears them apart. This new judge isn't buying their nonsense this time, keeps calling them out on their inconsistencies and lies. Appeals decision comes back, we still get our full deposit back, and we only owe them $263 in damages. When we go to pay our side of the judgment to them, our lawyer tells us not to pay them at all. To get their money, they'd have to sue us again for not paying and would spend way more than $263. After receiving their check for our deposit, we take some of the money, purchase the typed out court transcripts of them getting shredded in a courtroom, put them in an envelope and mail it over to them with a note that reads, Thanks for the memories. I mean, if I were in OP's position, I probably would still want to pay that $263. I mean, I get it was advice from a literal lawyer, but still, I wouldn't want to ever just somehow end up on the hook for not paying a court-ordered $263. Our next story is, I am that neighbor, the one who everyone else watches to see what color bin to put out. Where I live, you put out two bins each week the general waste bin, and a recycle bin and green waste bin on alternate weeks. For some reason, other people have difficulty in remembering what week it is and copy me so that they get it right. A while ago, one of my neighbors really annoyed me, so I deliberately put the wrong bin out early. She copies me. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. And then disappeared for a long weekend away. I then changed the bin over, so everyone else put the right bin out. She came back to a full and very smelly bin. She'd stuck frozen prawn heads in there, thinking that they would be collected the next day. She had to deal with the smell in her yard, as the council here takes a very dim view of people who leave their bins full on the verge. To be honest, I was just hoping to get her to have a full bin for two weeks. The rest was just icing on the cake. Not sorry at all. Some would say that I live in a organized chaos, but one thing I always have on track is the trash cycle. One of the things that can really make you feel like a screw-up is having to deal with a full trash bin for an extra week. Our next story is, Incidental Petty Revenge Ended Bad Roommate Issues for Good. This happened to me quite some time ago when I was sharing a small two-bedroom house with another guy from college. The house was divided into two-bedroom slash bathroom areas, with a living room and a kitchen in between. We shared these spaces without issue for about two years. We didn't have problems with food storage, food sharing, etc. It really was a good living arrangement because we both just worked and went to our classes and played video games on the weekend or had a couple friends over. Pretty normal stuff. 
Well, Harry, not his real name, started taking the drinking too far in our junior year. Way too far. Completely recluse to his bedroom only, pretty much only coming out at off hours to get food or throw trash away. Cans and cans of beer just stacked ceiling high. He moved his TV and console into his bedroom instead of the living room. Started being very particular about food and went through phases of eating nothing but fast food, Taco Bell and KFC and then eating nothing but these weird juice drinks from a coffee shop down the road. Didn't want me storing my snacks near his items anymore. It was just weird. He kept doing his chores, kept going to classes, and didn't really care that alcoholism was taking over his life. We, my friends and I, had a lot of conversations with him. His parents came down and saw him. His advisor got involved. Nobody really took it seriously because he was still working, still passing classes, still showing up. So we just tried to take care of him the way we could at home, stopped bringing alcohol over from friends, etc., kept help information out on the tables, etc. Here's where the issue started really affecting me directly eventually. So his weird food thing then turned into taking all of my own food. I was really ticked about it because we'd been living issue-free around this topic, and he clearly had no issue buying his own stuff. This went on for way longer than it should have before I got fed up and did something about it. Talks didn't work. Labeling didn't really deter him. I ended up keeping my non-perishables in my room and only kept things I planned on eating day of in the fridge or freezer. It made coming home and trying to figure out lunches and dinners more stressful than it should have been. One day, I got a wild hair up my butt and decided I was going to douse him with a spicy food so hot he'd think twice before eating my stuff again. He without fail would steal any Asian slash noodle anything I had in the fridge or freezer. So one day, I bought some fresh shrimp and decided I would make extra spicy noodles for him to eat. Steal. I made my dinner that night and ate it, fried shrimp and some noodles and veg, and then made a second portion of the shrimp and noodles, but made the noodle sauce very spicy with a little bit of pepper extract and pepper oil. Here's the funny part, I packaged the noodles up in the fridge like I would have if it was my meal prep, and I ended up leaving the fried shrimp on the counter overnight. I meant to of course package the shrimp with the noodles as part of the meal. Well, he did in fact steal my food when he came in the next early morning, he worked until 3am some nights, including the shrimp that had been sitting overnight on the counter, probably at least 8 hours or so at that point, if not a little more. He had violent diarrhea and vomiting probably three hours after he ate his stolen meal. I woke up to him vomiting in the kitchen sink because he was getting a glass of water and another round hit him. I said, man, are you okay? What's wrong? He goes, man, I think it was the shrimp on the counter. I was confused and then remembered. I said, oh, the shrimp I made last night? I forgot to put them up? He said, yeah, man, I ate it when I got in from work and didn't think twice about when you'd made them. Bad move on my part. I was a laughing fit. I asked him if he needed anything and he said nah, he was fine. He slept it off, rehydrated himself, and we never had an issue with him eating my food again for the last year and a half we lived together. One of those task failed successfully moments where you got revenge on the guy you were trying to get revenge on, but you didn't do it in the way you ever thought it would. It's one of those, I guess I'll be satisfied with this, but you're almost dissatisfied because your actual plan didn't even happen. Our next story is Rude Clothes Pegs. 
I lived in a small apartment block of about 9 units. I was the only single person in the place and was frequently judged by the other families wondering where my husband was. Horror. I didn't have one. They would do walk-bys to peer into my apartment to catch a glimpse of what the harpy in Unit 4 was up to, usually nothing if the blinds were open, and other rude staring activities. We had a shared clothesline for the block. Someone kept unpegging my clothes on said line to use on their own washing, and after a few weeks of this with my washing blowing off into the dirty fence, I wrote the word RUNT but with a C on all the pegs to know which were mine. Surprisingly, this actually stopped them using them at all. I just figured I could use it to identify mine and unpeg their washing later. I giggled as my rude pegs sat unused on the line for months. This is one of those like, ew, it's got cooties type moment. Ugh, we cannot use those pegs, it's got an unsavory word upon them. This next story is, TLDR, ex-roommate tore up apartment and states she's not responsible for any of the fees, so I cancelled my phone plan under her name that has a balance of $400. I, female 24, lived with my ex-roommate, female 24, for three years, and it was great the first couple of years, but this past year has been a nightmare. I'm gonna try to break it down as simple as possible. In 2020, when she was moving in, she talked me out of putting her on the lease and honestly I should have said no to her moving in just for that, but at the time we were best friends and I thought I could trust her. At the beginning of 2023, she went to some classes and met a guy there. They had a thing together but there was a rule set in place stating you couldn't date within the class. They decided to date anyways on the down low and then they got scared they were going to get caught so they ended things a couple of months into it. Fast forward to the time they're both graduating this class, the guy has a new girlfriend that attends. My ex-roommate is infuriated by this and kept saying he was doing it to get at her, when really, B just got a new girlfriend and she couldn't cope with that. Fast forward a little bit more, and my ex-roommate and this guy continued to hang out behind his girlfriend's back, to the point where they were drinking together one night at a bar, and on the way home, He got pulled over and got a DUI. This is where it starts affecting me because she owed me rent right around the time this was going down. And instead of giving me rent, she spent $1,000 bailing him out so his girlfriend wouldn't find out. When I confronted her about not paying rent, she said I was just throwing her mistakes back in her face. And she never ended up paying me back for rent. Then she got in a wreck at some point and still owed quite a bit on her totaled car. She had gap insurance, but it was taking a while to go through. Instead of waiting, she decided to get into another car payment before the insurance company paid off her other car, so she was paying on both cars and still struggling to pay me rent. I said something about that and she complained about how she needs a car, and I suggested asking her dad to use his since her dad works from home and uses her mom's car most of the time anyways. She got really mad over this and flipped out about how I think she's privileged or whatever. At some point, while we were arguing, she suggested moving out and I told her, okay, the lease is up in a few months, we can revisit this then and see if anything has changed. She liked that, so we stayed until the end of the lease and then we both decided this wasn't working and to go separate ways. She told me she found an apartment in the same complex. She also kept asking to get a dog this past year, and I kept saying no, because I didn't think she could afford it, and I wasn't going to pay for her to get a dog to tear the place up more. A couple days before her move-out date, 
she posted on her Snapchat story that she got a dog and didn't even tell me that she had this giant pit bull in the middle of our tiny apartment when I went to move some more of my stuff out. That infuriated me because she really couldn't wait two more days or warn me about the dog? I told her what all we needed to replace to get my deposit back, to which she replied over and over again, that's what the security deposit is for. Since she moved in, she ruined all of the blinds somehow, broke my bedroom window, breaking in a couple of times when she locked herself out, tore up the kitchen floor and entry floor, moving the dryer in, tore up the washroom door because it was in the way, poked several holes in the walls, hanging things, and so much more. When she finally moved out, I went to clean the place up a bit and spent four hours alone cleaning trash out of her room and cleaning out the fridge that she left packed full of gross food. I also spent a whole day scrubbing the tub which she left full of gunk and scrubbing all of the other surfaces. I say she alone because it was getting so hard to live with her that I basically stayed with my boyfriend most of the year. So I was going to put all of this behind me and move on, but I got a bill in the mail from our old apartment for $1,776.08 and my security deposit covered $820. So I texted her yesterday and said, they sent me a bill for $956.08. Are you able to send half? To which she responded with a bunch of questions asking everything they charged us for, and I answered and sent pictures of the documents with the receipts for everything. I knew in my gut she wasn't going to pay anything, but she straight up said, Okay, so looking at what all the deposit covered, looks like damages and cleaning expenses other than the vinyl repair, which was $520.86. I don't feel like I'm responsible for the utility fee or the carpet cleaning because that was on the lease as your responsibilities. You also told me you were going to get the carpets cleaned, so I will send half of the $520.86 for the vinyl replacement. I don't feel like I'm responsible beyond that. Basically saying screw you to me because her name wasn't on the lease. I also never told her I would get the carpets cleaned because I asked her to, and she said, that's what the security deposit's for. She sent me $260 and that's it for all of this. She moved in after I was already living there, so that security deposit was mine alone, and it's very frustrating that she just straight up didn't care to ruin this whole friendship over this. So after she sent that, I felt defeated thinking I can't do anything about it until I remembered we have a phone plan together. So I looked up how much I owed on my phone, $400, and in the policy it says if you cancel, you're still responsible for any fees on the phone. So I called them and cancelled it and made sure to already remove my card info and my auto pay and told them to bill my ex-roommate for it. Since it was under her name and she doesn't care, why should I? And that ensures that she can't contact me anymore either. Well, she'd still probably have your phone number. Um, I mean, you can block her though. I think all things considered, it's a very expensive life lesson learned. But you did get your revenge in your own way. This next story is Revenge on Jerk Upstairs Neighbor. Years ago, I lived in an apartment on the ground floor of a three-story building. Everything was fine until the lady above me died, and they removed the carpets and refinished the hardwood floors. New people moved in, a woman, her loser baby daddy, and a young girl. The noise was so loud, just crazy. I went up to introduce myself. The man meets opens the door. I introduce myself and offer my hand to shake. His right hand is behind his back like he has a gun. The little girl's looking at me wearing mommy's high heels. Now I know what some of the clomping was. 
I explained the situation and asked if maybe they could remove their shoes when at home. We do, but I know not everyone does. And I don't really remember his response, but nothing changed. It was stomp, 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 day and night. Loser baby daddy didn't work, so he was there all the time, clomping. I worked opening shift at a restaurant, so I had to be at work at 6am most days. Needless to say, all this heavy clomping would freak my sleep up most nights. So to get my revenge, I used to put my loud butt alarm clock high on a shelf as close to where I figured their bed was. I'd wake up, make coffee, finally turn it off after a few minutes, but that was not enough. This was in the days of landlines. When I would leave for work, I would crank up the volume on my princess phone. It was freaking loud. Once at work, I would do my opening stuff, have coffee, and whenever I had a moment, I would call my number. I would let it ring and ring, then I'd wait a bit, do it again, repeat. I used to do this like every day. I have no idea if it drove them crazy, but I sure as freak hope it did. I made myself a pledge, never live below people again. All of a sudden, I'm beginning to understand why penthouse suites are on the top floor and not lower down closer to where you can get in and out. I mean, besides the view, of course. It's kind of disappointing that they didn't start complaining about the noise themselves, but at the same time, maybe that was for the best. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.